the moment you drop everything for what you love, it becomes more than just a talent. It becomes a responsibility. episode two on season two of the we move experience podcast and welcome to it my name is dumelo beani your host as usual and today i'm joined by one of the best word expressionists from south africa kushma shega you can listen to a snippet of her work on amanda black's album power our conversation today touched a bit on her career family and how her spiritual and artistic calling coexist do enjoy Okay, uh, today on the show, we have Lindogusha Kush Masega, who is a, I call her a poet, but I assume it's the wrong word to use, so <laughs> I'll let her introduce herself. Uh, Gusha, how are you doing? I'm good, so how are you? Um, good, thanks. Okay, before we even move on, um, why are you not calling yourself uh, a poet and using the word, uh, word expressionist? Expressionist. Yeah, I mean, poetry comes with a lot of boundaries, you know. I, I, I'm, I'm no Shakespeare. I, I don't, and you know, I don't write about the stone and turning it into. I, I go other ways. So, and I wasn't happy with, with, with just writing poems in free verse at the same time. Mm. So I was like, no. But I express myself in words. I'm a word expressionist. That's it. I mean, I feel like when you say the uh, when you say poet, one has uh, a certain picture as you mentioned your Shakespeare's like Shakespeare's. It's, it's very limited. But when you say word expressionist, it does um, expand towards your other talents such as being an author and also like yeah. doing recorded work, which is not typical poetry and it's not even rap music itself. So, so I'm happy yeah. with that intro. So yeah, for those who don't know okay. you. Who are you? Where are you based? And uh, we'll take it from there and get into it. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Lindo Kuhle Ogwamaseka. That's my actual birth name and surname. My actual surname, because people always think that my surname is fake. No. <laughs> <laughs> I go by Kush. Uh, I'm a Sangoma. I'm a mother. I'm an author. I, I love people. I love cooking. I love food. And I love laughing. Yeah, so so, um, as I was doing my research, I found out that um, you are coming from a small little, I don't know if you even call it a town in the Eastern Cape, where (laughs) (laughs) as someone who who at least is very uh, versed and know a lot about the Eastern Cape, can can you tell me how it was growing up? Uh, Like until to a point where you finished your matric, how was life there? Mm. Um, I grew up in... In a lot of places, but home was in the same time. And I always specify, but it's near. So I'm from in Eleni, and then I, when I'm, <laughs> I moved with, I moved with my aunt to PE, uh, which I, where I did my primary school. And I moved with her a lot. 
So when I went to Jabankulu, she had just gotten a job as a as a a librarian, a managing librarian in in a unit. So mm. that one year she couldn't live with me. So I moved to uh, I went to stay with my mother at Jabankulu. My mother was a teacher at Jabankulu for years and years. So, uh, but I never go up there. I never. I was hardly there just for holidays and all that. Mm. But I I I. I grew up between PE and in Malaysia. Holiday time, Zyasha, we're going home. <laughs> going home, you're gonna you're gonna be daddy for a whole week. You don't care, you're gonna pay outside. Yeah. But it was it was it was like that. It was like that. But um I mean I had my challenges because I wasn't raised by my mother. I wasn't raised by my parents, I was raised by my aunt. Mm-hmm. But she I think in in her in her making in her being rough on me i found my emotional self in it so because i i was an emotional person and i didn't understand it for a while and because in my rebellion as a child i i found a way to rebel out of the things that were already in my mind i was unlearning so yeah. poetry taught me to unlearn exactly and Mentioning that, uh, mentioning poetry, like at what age did you come across um, uh, poetry and what exactly were you like aspiring to become before poetry took over and you mm. realized that this is what you want to do for, for the longest? I'm not going to lie to you. When it came to the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I always answered according to what people want, saw me as. Uh-huh. And the most common thing was a lawyer. So, oh, yes, Joshua, let's, I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> so, Who doesn't want to be a lawyer? You know, <laughs> come on. So I, 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 I always answered with that question that I wanted to be a lawyer and all of that and all of that. But when I was 14 years old, um, I met my first love. And he said to me, so we used to write each other letters and, and love notes and, and all of that. And he said, yo, your writing is different. Like, your writing is so different. Have you ever listened to, to um, who's this? Tupac. I'm like, no, who's Tupac? <laughs> Don't lie. Come here. <laughs> listen, to, listen to the song. Forget the beat. Listen to the lyrics. This is a person who's specifically talking about his problems. And you write, you write so much about how rough you grow up in your you grow in your childhood and how much you want to figure yourself out. I see poetry in it. So mm. that's how I met poetry. That's, that's how it was introduced to me. I was 14 years old and he said, I must listen to Tupac and forget the beat. So <laughs> yeah, I continued from then on. Yeah. I mean, I mean, most people mention Tupac as part of how they, they grew up listening to rap, but Tupac being the first person you introduced to feels like the right way of uh, getting <laughs> into rap and understanding <laughs> that it is not only the music but the message behind it that yeah. is that is important. And and I mean, at that point, did you still um, consider like, did you see it? Okay, I see myself in rap in the same way, or was it more about I get the story he's telling. I want to tell my story similar way or mm. what what like uh, was it quite clear that poetry is what you want to do or 
so because I do, since I was a child, everything I do is, I do it spiritually. Mm-hmm. I, I have to be in the same heart as it. So my spiritual connection with Tupac at that moment wasn't rap. It was an expression. Yeah. So I took my first encounter with the man, took the expression. So it was it was his way of, of doing his expression, and I found mine. Mm. My mine wasn't to to be Tupac. Mine was to find myself and what I could relate to in that Tupac. Yeah. And yeah, if you are honest enough with yourself, you are able to then identify the different parts and the similar parts that you guys have and make it magical. Mm. So I've never been a rapper. I, I, people <laughs> are still convincing me to try and rap. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's also like um, a huge skill to know what you're good at and to, to not try everything. At times it's, it's hey. really, to really um, kind of Understand like own and nurture your skills and, and be better at that thing that you know that you're good at. And I, yeah. like you mentioned in Tupac, I was asking myself, okay, if I'm a poet, especially mm-hmm. a word expressionist, so to say, who, yeah. who do I look up to? Because your typical poet is not well known. There's a few who make it, but like role models yeah. in, the, in the art. Do you have any? The first time I, so I went, I went to public schools public schools that didn't have resources to um, expose us to everything there is in this life. Mm. So a lot of things I I found very late in my life. The first time I saw another poet perform in anywhere but South Africa, um, I first saw Utule Zuma. I was like, she's South African. She does poetry. And this is button poetry. Button poetry is all the way overseas. Mm. How is she there? What's happening? Oh, my God. It, like, it, it, it exploded my mind. <laughs> and then the more I went into these this YouTube videos, because um, it was 2013. I found YouTube in 2013. Don't judge me. <laughs> I won't say much. <laughs> <laughs> I found Alicia Harris, who's an American poet. I found Uspogazi Jonas, who's who's from Cape Town, mm-hmm, yeah. and I found the And there was there was on Abona's flow, and like there were there were poets, and they were doing it, and there was nothing different from who I was and where they were. So I kept it. I fell I fell in love with it even deeper. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it must have been like a whole new world for you realizing. Wait, what I'm doing. First, there's so many people who are doing it at the highest levels, and it must have gave you a new uh, sense of motivation and push. And because you mentioned the year 2013 and so forth, here's another story. Um, First time seeing you perform live uh, (laughs) (laughs) was um, at um, at, uh, the university now called Nelson Mandela Metropolitan. and University, and you were performing. Yeah. Uh, it was during a lunch break at the cafeteria at North Campus. At North Campus, well, I was wearing time, my blazer. First time seeing you live, and I was like, impressed. The 25th of October, 2013. I wouldn't have went back to the date <laughs> because I don't know it, but I never forgot I that performance because I was about to catch lunch, 
and I caught a few people performing and we were about to go onto stage and I was like, I might as well just eat around yeah. there and listen. And I, I stayed, stayed for the show, stayed for the next performances <laughs> and everything. I was sold. And, and Thank you. I, I remember then uh, seeing you again and, uh, and some of the, the shows that they had at the um, sports center yeah. and then seeing you again at the XM yeah. LL shows where like, yeah. tell me about your time at, at, at NMMU and how, <sighs> how they, the, the platforms there helped you become a performer more than just a writer. Yo, NMMU. So Kush Mashek, Kush, let's say the name Kush. Mm. I got the name Kush in 2010. I was doing grade 10 in King Williamstown. I had a best friend of mine, uh, Uz Corner. Mm. And Uz Corner, so we always chilled at the library and we had this group of friends. And uh, he, she said to me, you know, you are so good at making friends. You are so good at, everyone clicks with you. It's like, we all don't know each other here, but we all know you. It's like you're the drug, my guy. You know, we are <laughs> we are addicted to you. We 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 come to you, and then then someone throws another name like ah, we don't like it. Then my friend says, Kush, you are the Kush. You are the land of origin where everyone knows which whatever troubles we can go you can go through. If we come to you, we can laugh, we can be happy, we can be fine. Mm -hmm. And if we feel like being sensitive that day, we can still do the same. So that's where Kush came from. The first, the first um, standing ovation was at NMMU. The first time I felt like Kush, besides people who were just in, his, in, in my space, even becoming Kush from there was something for me. Mm -hmm. NMMU gave me the, the brand Kush Masheka, what I wanted to become. Because it was then my decision, okay, how powerful are you going to be? How truthful are you going to be? How naked are you going to be in all, these, in, in all these poems? Well, um, you got, oh my God, I met John Kani. I opened for, I Ron Villanueva, I met brilliant people. And NMMU trusted me with that, with, 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 with that um, space. And your own, your... Yo, PE, yo, I can't, <laughs> I get goosebumps. Like right now, I'm, I'm, I've got goosebumps thinking about it. But PE is where I started. That's mm. where I got my voice. PE gave me my voice. I mean, the, the funny part is, I knew you from back then, but till this day, I don't know what you were studying. I just knew that you were a poet. That's all I remember. It's like everywhere I see her, I only see her doing her thing. And I even thought, wait, you can't study poetry, right? Like, are you studying linguistics or like till this day, I st still don't know. Just know you as the person who did what she did and did it very good. And and therefore, like I knew that something really started there. And the opportunity you would never got... think of what I was studying. You would never think of it. For 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 the listeners. <laughs> I studied public management. Imagine, I would be so bored in class. It, <laughs> it sounds so far. So far from what, <laughs> what I would have, like, it I is. wouldn't have guessed it correctly. <laughs> but, but yeah, sometimes sometimes you go out to go uh, start one thing and come back with what you really have to do. And I, yeah. I think um, it wasn't also just uh, opportunities being thrown at you. It was you showing that you deserve them because 
I don't think anyone said, okay, cool, we're going to do you a favor, just perform here and there. I would have mm. <laughs> been one of the people who I, said, look, you I knocked it. on places. Like, mm. I knocked on doors. I never gave anyone a break. I never gave anyone a chance to say no. If if you go to NMU and speak to Brandon, speak to uh, Mr. Barry, Atta Culture knows I'm the most annoying person. If I hear that someone is coming, mm. I'm going straight to Atta Culture. I'm like, why didn't you guys call me? But it's fine. I'm here now. <laughs> you understand? So yeah. that's how I've, I've I've been able to even get this far because I've I've never. I've never felt like any the world owed me anything. I just had to grab it myself. Mm. And I mean, coming to, 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 to that part, uh, my other question would be, like, when it comes to, 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 to arts and culture, music, mm. drama are, like, up there at the top. And what do you think is the role of poetry? And um, is it recognized enough? And what is, like, the missing part in terms of it being part of the big three, so to say. The disrespect for writers has been around in the universe for a while. Not in South Africa, not in Zimbabwe, not in, no, in the universe, in the entire world, it's been around for a while. Mm. And it's only those lucky places who happen to be developed countries that actually live as writers. But Africa is so unaware of how much it needs its writers and how much it needs to keep on keeping its wisdom because so much of our history is lost because we, we, things are lost. We couldn't mm. write. We weren't allowed to, to express ourselves. Yeah. And this is, this is the one opportunity where you can tell the truth and not get arrested or killed. Yeah. So the, the importance of poets is the truth. It is, it is as, as, as journalism. You are, you are feeding the brains of the next generation. You are feeding the brains who are trying to escape a generation that they were born in that trapped them into becoming different people and not who they were supposed to be. So mm. we live as the truth. We, it, it is not easy at all. It isn't easy to become a healer. You understand? Yeah. So it, poetry is healing. It is our job to heal. And to heal is to use the truth first. Because you can't heal someone. Yeah. I can see a tiny ache. It's not truthful. You understand? You yeah. have to tell someone. So that's how I've even I've even realized that the reason why I, I couldn't study poetry, I could never study poetry. What I write, the things how I write, it it can't be anything I can study. Mm. It's a spiritual connection that I have with myself and my love, my love for language and my love for, for the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, when it comes to, to, to the part of uh, documenting our history and that, 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 that hits a nerve because on my recent visit to, to South Africa, um, mm. I was around the Eastern Cape mostly, so PE and home yeah. in Matadele, and I tried to look for for children's books in Sesotho for my daughter. And I saw we only found two books, but they were also yeah. translated from English and some yeah. of the, the writing. And you can spelling. see by direct translation. I, I learned um, 
I learned Sesotho from first grade till twelfth grade, and therefore mm. I, I I know Sesotho, and I was so disappointed in mm. some of the how it's written, and I realized yeah. I was like, yeah, the the tales that um, my grandmother used to tell me, and yeah. and that we used to learn at school, the nursery rhymes, they are not in any book currently. Mm. It's things that we sang and learned in school. There were yeah. word of mouth, and we were supposed to pass them mm. forward with word, but there's nowhere where you can find them in text. And that's where, mm. and when it comes to poetry as well, most of us know poets and see them perform once here. There's a YouTube video, but trying to look for literature or where they, mm. something is documented, it's a hard thing. And and that, yeah. that takes me, it makes me remember when I was like, how, how did you feel? Or when you saw Au Amanda Gorman, performing at the inauguration was it anything that made you because i mean with our inaugurations in south africa it's a quite normal thing. it's been done the way way it was said as if it's the first time in the world someone does poetry at the inauguration (laughs) i was like well i've seen this time in my country how did that make you feel were you proud were you you know it's like how chris honey looked south africa when you watch progress Mm. And you know that you 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 are far from from the, from where that person is, but you are exactly there mm. with them because you are part of this revolution. And then I was proud. <laughs> I was proud. I was proud. I was like, I know. Shaya can go to Sinai. Don't worry. We've got. Hey, Azolani is always on point. Shout but. But it, it it it's 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 about time that speaking in art, like it's about time that 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 speaking becomes recognized as an art. Yeah. Because I mean, Plato said a wise man has something to say, but a fool has to say something. Sometimes we have a five lines. Those five lines that could change your entire life. Your entire, entire life. You know? We need those things because not everyone understands the same. Mm. Not everyone understands. I can't listen to you speak to me for one hour, 30 minutes. Gag. What are we doing? Are we having lunch? Better be food. (laughs) 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 But if I say something to you in three minutes and you go to so many places at once, Everything comes back to you. Now you have a challenge of looking at yourself even more. Because funny, you mentioned the thing of a long speech and and a short poem, so to say. Thinking about, I think what what was most memorable was not Biden's uh, speech, was Amanda Gorman's performance of what she captured in her short little poem, the problems that are there, what what Biden needs to solve. Like she gave him the playbook that... If you mm-hmm. listen to this and you deal with these exactly. things, the people out there will recognize that you're doing something. And I can't remember what he actually said. All I know is that he was just happy that he won. So it's, it's those things. And <laughs> I, think, I think you are able to capture moments, uh, parts yes. of what's happening in a short space, mm. but in a way that can never be forgotten or easy to digest. Because as we yeah. mentioned, someone can talk for an hour and say nothing and someone can talk for a short time <laughs> yes. and tell you everything you need to hear. Everything. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, um, big fan of rap and I, I, I see the huge, um, 
move. Um, I saw this with um, Java when he opened a, a label and signed, uh, I'm sorry to have forgotten her name, but where there was a poet who actually- Yes, I, I see something. What? Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I will find her name. But like yeah. the fact that um, she was put into the stable as part of- yeah. And not like not only signing musicians, good singers, good yeah. rappers, and realizing that there is there is a a missing niche here of people yes. who can express themselves. They don't have to be on beat. They don't yes. have to. They just have to tell this message that is missing in in the arts and entertainment. And and that that made me think about what some of your future plans are, which which is having your your work recorded. And I think some is already available on on the platforms yeah. but like can you tell us more about that plan yeah so i have big plans i have big dreams okay me my mind is always explosive <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um with 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 i i i when was it 2014 2014 i started a a, a festival with some friends of mine uh, it was called Umtatawet Festival. And Umtatawet Festival, the point of it was we, Singapore says Lalin, we are straight from the villages, straight from the rural areas, and we found these writing things when we got to varsity. Never even learned about them in high school or primary or whatnot. So we, we learn about them when we are exactly supposed to, to, to be in the world with everyone else and we are supposed to have learned everything. So I wanted... I wanted writing to become a thing. I wanted I wanted kids to see that you can write, perform, and make something out of it. Which that was the whole point of us studying UWF. And and now with that, bringing back I'm bringing back UWF. I need kids to perform. Mm. I'm I want to open a, a, a publishing house. I want kids to 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 publish the way that they want to write. Because I I I I'm not I'm not I never bash publishing houses ever, never. They they've done great work for people. But there are people who have a certain understanding whose creative minds explode more than just the boundaries of writing. There are people who understand things an egg, when you explain an egg as the wall, ah, oh, it makes so much sense now because everything it does is to protect. You understand? Mm. It's a creative mind. You understand a certain way. So I want people to write the way that they want to write, the way that they want to express themselves as long as it, it is understandable and it is respectful of, of, of society. So, yeah, I plan, I plan recording and, and forming overseas and because I've never been out of South Africa. You know, I I want to travel even to Africa as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. I mean yeah. it's like at, at times uh, certain plans that we have are exciting. But what I just got mm-hmm. from what you're saying is like, wait, this is necessary more than just exciting. This needs to happen. This it is needs important. to happen. There's those things where like, yeah, yeah, as a musician, I want to perform here, and there's like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. exciting. But like, even if you don't do it, music lives on. And then, like, if you don't do this, or if this doesn't happen by someone or with help and collaboration, yeah. this art dies slowly. Where the moment you drop everything for what you love, 
it becomes more than just a talent. It mm. becomes a responsibility. Yeah. Um, I had to find what it is that made me a poet, what it is that, that makes me fall in love with poetry every time, what it is that makes me stand in front of people and give myself, and what it is that I enjoy in that. Mm. So I found that there is no happier space I exist in besides in poetry. So I've made it a responsibility. I've made it a way of my own living. In order for me to breathe, I need to perform. <laughs> I need yeah. to write. You know, so much healing that it needs to be done. Stand. Simply understanding. Yeah, so, so I mean, um, what, what most people uh, might recognize you for is, is that big um, feature on, on Amanda Black's uh, album, <laughs> which is Power where you did the intro. I mean, for me to see that was like, this makes sense. Everywhere I've seen them perform uh, um, when I was at university, they were on the same stage, on the same day, on the same show, separately. (laughs) I've always (laughs) seen both of you growing side by side and performing side by side. And I was like, finally, there is a mix and like there's a way that the universe brought you uh, yeah. together and made sure that you all give us um, something together. It was really a special moment. And I mean, now I think I've might've cool. given away how it came, came about and why it even happened, but like, how, how, how did she contact you and what did she, she expect? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, I've been friends with Amanda Black since varsity. Um, mm-hmm. 20, we met in 2013. There was there was a competition, a library week something, a South Campus. Yeah. So uh, my aunt calls me and says, something is happening at South Campus. You need to get there. There's a mic. It looks free. <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> I went. And then when I got there, I only found, oh, it's an actual competition. Okay, cool. I sit down. And next to me, there's this beautiful dark girl. And... She's the guest artist. And then there's another lady next to me who's singing. And there was another, but in the competition, there were three of us. Mm-hmm. There was a singer, was a poet. I can't remember what the other one was doing. Jehovah. Yeah, but it was the three of us. And Amanda was, was guest speaking. I mean, uh, he was a guest artist. Yeah. And so we started a conversation from sitting next to each other. And I said, and I said to myself, Hmm. You see, this is why when I first saw you perform, I said to my aunt, she's going to be my friend. I don't know if you remember at, at the boardwalk where Unati came and gave her the golden ticket. That oh, was yeah. my first time seeing her. And I, I saw her, I felt goosebumps, everything, and I said to my aunt, see that one, that one is my friend. Mm. So when we met at the competition, I was like, how can you connect Sanjay? La, la, la. <laughs> you know? yeah. And we became close since since then. So I, I we were still friends when she was doing idols and, 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 and all of that. And when she moved to Joburg as well, and she started, and I was in Durban. Mm. So I remember 2016, we hadn't seen each other in like a year, uh, two year, two years. And she, I call her, I, I, I'm very persistent, I mean, I'm now, very, I will call you. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd always call her to check on her, but bro, are you okay? Are you fine? I'm good, child. 
So we got close again in 2016, and he was like, I'm in town. Where are you? I'm around Durban. I'm coming. Mm. And we reconnected, and it was never, it wasn't anything different, you know? It was still the same. Mm. And then 2019, 2019, I think it was 31st of August, I remember. 31st of August, I had a performance. I always, I always, your memory and moments are my thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah sorry. At a performance in, at the Beth Center, and she had a performance uh, at this DJ Dira uh, 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 show thing that was happening mm-hmm. at the stadium. So we, we, for, she hadn't seen me perform since Varsity, and that had been years. She's like, oh, friend, I'm going to come, I'm going to come see you. Afige Nyani finished the performance. Right after my performance, we rushed to hers. And it felt like university all over again. Mm-hmm. It was all of that. Mm-hmm. And then when she left, that on the first, she said, friend, at the, po- at the airport, she said, friend, I'm going to need you soon. But I'm going to I'm now up. Okay, sharp. Jeez. She calls mm-hmm. me the next day. I'm at home. Uh, I'm recovering from the weekend. And she says, what are you doing? I'm like, how? I'm chilling. Oh, okay. I need you, bro. I'm like, first of all, you live in Joburg. I live in Durban. How the hell am I going to get to you now? What's wrong? Are you okay? But, like, okay, I'll see. Let me see. Take a bus. I, thought, I don't need to take a bus. I'll book you a flight. Pull up. No, Yasha. I pack a bag. I ask no questions. I leave. Get to Joburg for like two days. She says nothing. And then she's like, yo, I've got new songs we need to listen to. I listen to the songs. We drive everywhere that she goes, and I'm listening to the songs. I'm in love with most of them. And then after two days, she's like, let's go. Let's get into the car. We're going somewhere. I'm like, okay, get in the car. We go. We get to uh, her producer's place. And then she's like, remember the songs I made you listen to? I'm like, yeah, the, oh, there was this other. I was like, wait, friend, before you even comment. I need an intro. And I'm Zwanga. Yes, I, I'm like, dog, you can't. You can't. There's no way. You can't trust me. That you are under plague. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to mess this up. Don't you? It's like, yo, I've been with you since. Yeah, just do it. I was like, okay. I wrote it in like 10 minutes or so. And then mm. it was one recording. After that, we went home. Because even the producer was like, ah, let it be. Let it leave. <laughs> it's we, done. We have the right take. <laughs> we have the right take. And that's how that's how ooh, 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 the intro was, was born. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for me, like, as I said, it was so much sense to me. It was like, <laughs> especially especially it being i think her sophomore album was like now she has really mm. established herself she knows who she is and therefore yeah. certain decisions make sense it's not yeah. it's what she wanted i like i felt like i knew the behind the story like the behind yeah. the scenes story even though it wasn't no, it, it was it, a beautiful it, thing I, I realized that when i i saw her not flinching that this is what she wants. Like, mm. it, she didn't want anyone else to be part of it. Part of it. She, she knew it. 
she had known it before and then when she saw me perform and everything came back it's like I don't but you've always been the one just yeah. do it <laughs> and and it was yeah. also beautiful seeing you perform the the, the poem also uh, at the essence fest um I won't yeah. lie, I didn't watch it when it happened I caught up on it um uh, yeah, later it on but that rendition also not with the say like you know not from the intro as it is yeah. with like seeing it being performed like it was really a different experience and how yeah. did wait essence first first of all how did you bag that <laughs> one how did you bag that one like like i was proud but i was like i need to know how it happened alela <laughs> i found a friend who i i love dearly who loves me the exact same way and we met in art and for her to grow and me to not grow it didn't make sense for her so she 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 did the things to you know to make me move and the intro was that the intro was was it was it true resemblance of how much we loved each other but the work that we did at the end was how much good that we want for each other so that it even now it spoke all over the place that even when people met me through amanda when people met me when people met amanda through me there's this connection they understand why we love each other and all of that sort essence happened because just like that i met i met these um i met a aca uh which was the what was amanda's agency and aca just fell in love with me and they were part of essence and when they they asked amanda to do essence it made sense for them for me to be part of it as well Mm. And when when I got that call baba ha yo must have been yo. crazy you don't make me cry god damn it who yo, yo yo after how many years finally some recognition that you deserve so to say yeah and the crazy part was i am seen as south african poet in essence yeah you know and i was like it's happening it's happening and i'm going to do it for hey, whether whether it breaks me through whether it 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 leaves me at the same place but all that matters is that god has given me this opportunity and is saying to me go mm. and if this is not going to make me move imagine the massive things that are are, are waiting for me <laughs> to give me that movement Yeah. So it yeah, it was it was beautiful. It was an honor. It was an absolute honor. It was a dream. I they the the one thing that I I've made sure that I do with my poetry is I live my dream of poetry at all times. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ah, man, I hate that um I I've set myself an, a time of how long this episode <laughs> should be. <laughs> I think you've already noticed that you, You not only speaking to someone who just wants an interview, you're also speaking to a fan and someone who's yeah. always like interested, just want to dig and dig and dig and dig. Oh, But yeah, one of my final questions before we wrap up would be like, um, 
like even now including the, the the lockdowns that have been happening how have you been balancing your work as a poet writing finding ways to perform um mm. family and also your calling something that also sometimes takes the back seat when we think about you as a poet but it's something that is a big part of who you are and like how have you been mm. coping with all those things together um number one i have the most supportive friends more than my family but i i have supportive supportive friends and um my friends somehow became my sanity in understanding how good i am at what i do um i'm a mother now so things are different i need to be between places and all of that mm. but my daughter lives lives at home with 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 my with my aunt very close with with her grandmother and but that's a it's 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 not a misfortune it's a fortune like it, it's absolute i'm very fortunate to have that because mm. my my aunt decided that listen you want to do poems for a living and it's challenging right now. let me take this child take care of it for now and you go and you fulfill your dreams so every day i wake up and i i remember that my daughter is at home waiting for me to finish this mm. and when i think of my family i think of my aunt and how much she compromises and sacrifices for me and i become it mm. with my calling people people always say to me hey you never the same on stage i'm like i don't know i don't know who i am on stage i love to meet kushmatlele and i don't know why people never believe us i love to meet her she's brave she's she's something i could never be <laughs> you understand yeah i was like hey man i was like hey, no relation here you were, but the moment the first two seconds i step on stage i zone out and my calling comes to play because we are in a relationship so we coexist so people say you lose your mind on stage. i don't know that my art loses its mind because my art is a spirit on its own so kushmatlega became the entity of my poetry and kushmatlega became the easy person to become everything in one mm. she's she's the mother she's the she's the poet she's a sangoma she's she's a friend she's a she's a cousin she's a daughter all of that she knows how to handle all of that and she does it flawlessly on the other hand ah she's got nerdy days she doesn't want to listen she's stubborn <laughs> 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 Can't understand people. Yeah, you're gonna understand. But yeah. when it comes when it comes to me and my spirituality and my art, I make sure that we are one thing. Because even in my in in me being a sangoma, it it has become easy to even use my poetry in it, because I understand what expression is, mm. and I understand what the truth is. I've been exposed to the truth way before I had to work as the truth. which is what ugoma is 
yeah. I mean, I, I was stuck on the part of like, oh yeah, Ugu hasn't seen Kush uh, perform live. You <laughs> probably have visited some of your work or seen it in, yeah. in replay, but you don't get to experience it like us, the fans, as it yeah. happens. And I do understand when you say you lose yourself on stage because the amount of conviction in your words is yeah. is the type that says she means every word. It's not just her yeah. being creative, trying to play with words. No, she no. she believes what she's saying. And that's something that I hope that someone who's listened to this episode will, will try and go yeah. visit some of these things you're talking about. It's like, oh, wait, they, they're overselling her. Yes, I'm <laughs> I am definitely putting my head on the block. Go visit yeah. her work and see that <laughs> it is something that is really, really special. I mean, not Thank everyone, you. like when you speak about poetry, people think, oh, that's an old dying format. No, no, no. Go go check Kush's work and you'll find out what we're talking Kuli about. Roberts. Kuli Roberts said to me, I want to make a 21st century. We tweak poetry. And that lady can like, speak her mind. I know, straight up. I was like, yeah. how, how, yeah, where, you know, now I, I can, I, with what I was saying that I have supportive friends, mm. my friends have, I have a friend of mine, Usnazo, who, who's also a poet, and she always makes me feel like a hero in what I do. Yeah. And I never lose, I never lose that as much as I wanted to be a hero for just for my daughter, but to have it in even my in within my peers is is something for me. Mm. Um, I'm doing I'm doing something with um with Mo Dixon, and I listened to it. He he, he was here yesterday, and I was listening to it, and he was playing in the car, and I lost my mind. I'm like, who is she? Like, <clears throat> how does she keep doing it like this? Yeah. When the intro, when the intro commander came out, I was like, "How can we ask you to do that?" I know, Yeah. Oh man. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so towards the, the end of the show, we have this uh, rapid fire session just to, to, to ask questions that are well call it mm. trivial or that are slightly a little bit calm and outside but still related okay. to, to you as a person so i have 10 questions here and i would like you to pick just five random numbers uh, and then i ask you those questions so okay give me five numbers please six because mm-hmm. it's the damn 16 and you don't have 16 unfortunately <laughs> 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 <Six>. <laughs> Uh, seven, my lucky seven. number. And eight, my daughter's birthday. Eight. One. Okay, one more number. We have four now. Three. Three. Cool. I won't do them in any particular uh, order. You can answer them as quick, as short as possible, or if you Showcase. really need to expand. Go for okay. it. Um, so uh, let's start with question number six. Okay, question number six is, if you had a group of mentees and you were seeing them for the last time, what would be your last advice to them? So group of people you are mentoring, it's the last mm-hmm. time you see them. What would you say to them? Forget me. 
forget my face, forget, forget everything I've said if you want to. But only those who who will remember what we started here and what we are doing here, and only those who will prosper in what we are doing here are people who are honest with themselves. Do not look at me as a person. Do not hear me as a mentor, as just a person. I am just the other, side, the other sound of the truth. So go and be the truth. That's what I would tell you. Nicely done. That's question number six. And I like not explaining them because some of them are like, what else do we have yeah, to explain? We... You know? <laughs> like, even, yeah. even if someone else has a mentor, think about that one on your last yeah. day. Uh, Just take what you, you you can learn. Don't don't take that person that they were hard on you. Uh, were. So yeah, question yeah, number right. seven is, um, yeah, how does um, the first hour of your day look like? Basically, from when you wake up on a day where you want to work, like, what do you do? Oh, first? it's all over the place. I I panic a lot. I mm. panic because I'm like, okay, wait, it's eight o'clock. My first meeting is at ten. Wait, how haven't I bathed at eight o'clock? Oh my god, I need to bath before quarter past eight. No, you can't bath in fifteen minutes. It's always <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they then there's a moment where I'm like, okay, you are not one person. Wake everyone up. Mm-hmm. Then I kneel down, I pray. Sometimes that everything changes. I'm on fire, Bob. <laughs> the first part you mentioned, I like that. Everyone likes to tell their morning routine like it's all perfect, like all of you yeah. is woken up. Sometimes I woke up, wake up and be like, wait. Where am I? Oh, okay, cool, cool. I'm here. Yeah. And then I hear my child <laughs> crying. I was like, oh, damn it, I'm a parent. And then <laughs> everything clicks, and yeah. you suddenly, okay, come to yeah. terms with what's happening because we're not perfect in the morning. But I also like to hear from those who have it under control because it takes mm. practice and they've mastered it, I guess. I don't have anything <laughs> under control here. <laughs> yeah. uh, question number eight says, uh, pick one. I like this one. It says, um, you become very successful in your career, but you can only go outside once a week, or you develop a life-changing technology, but no one gets to know about it. Basically, it doesn't change life at all. One, it's peaceful, and it's affordable. <laughs> <laughs> I can afford. I, I, I... I'm not scared of of poverty. I'm scared of poverty for my daughter. Mm. I don't I don't want I don't want any more troubles. I don't I don't want stories of how I could have been this and I could have been that and I didn't because of circumstances and all of that. Mm. I'd rather sit alone for as long as my daughter gets what she wants and what she wants to be. So it's the, the one the world. going, seeing the world a little less. Yeah. I mean, it's like I'm not promoting it, but I can see it happen through how your work doesn't, like except the performance part, it'll only yeah. be digital. But like we were last year forced to figure out a way of living without seeing people. So 
No, no. Mnake, I, I'm an only child who grew up as a, like with my cousins, but I was still the child in my with, with my cousins. Yeah. So I never had people to play with and whatnot. So having my own company is something I'm very much used to. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Next question number one. Um, okay. This one might be okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. What do you tell yourself on the days when you're least motivated to keep yourself going? Mm. Yo, I tell myself a lot of things. Number one, if you don't get up from here, you're going to die. And you're going to die with so much potential. And there are going to be five people who are going to speak of how great you are. And there are going to be 10 people who are asking, Ebenza Pilondole. You understand? Poo. God made you. There's one you. And there can only be you. And how can you how can you take how can you take away from the world what is so precious, which is you? So you owe it to yourself to show up for yourself in the world, for the world to see what other sorts of goodness looks like. Nice. Like, okay, this is something I will have to, to, to note next time I interview a poet that I get lost in thoughts with everything you say, forgetting that I'm interviewing you here. Because now I'm like, let me process that for a second. Oh my, you know, where it's like, my mind is exploding, but I need to keep it going. It's a little bit hard, but I'm glad it's happening. And it's giving, it's giving me this side of, okay, cool. At yes. times, you really need to also think about these things for yourself, more than just what the person is saying. So the last question was question number yes. three. It says, mm-hmm. um, yeah, what is that one thing that distracts you from uh, productivity you wish you didn't have or do? Boom, that's it. I think mostly it is um the this thing I have, I always I always said it's a problem. Um I wake up and I think about other people before I think of myself. I wake up and I, I, I get concerned about other people before mm. I I can look at what could be affecting me today. So um in 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 this transformation that I've been doing in my with myself. I've I've gone closer with to myself and that being closer has landed me to being the first person that I think about when I wake up. I get concerned about myself now. Mm. I matter to me. So yeah. I think this is such a a great point to 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 end things off where <laughs> for me that didn't sound selfish. It sounded like if I get to continue caring yeah. about myself, I can then get to help these other people that I'm also yeah. concerned about. I'm a healer. I'm a traditional healer. I'm a medium. I'm a poet. And in those things, you need to be, you need to be selfish because you need to take yourself into consideration. And I've realized that sometimes there's so much selflessness in selfishness that you collaborate everything that is around you and at least it's seven silent now. I don't make anyone uncomfortable with how good I am with myself. 
I don't disrespect anyone. I make sure that it even gives me peace to give me peace. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Kush, I don't know where to start. Thank you very much first for, for agreeing to, to to do to do this interview with me. And I mean, it has been smooth from my side. I feel like I left a few things. Uh, but not asked and not mentioned, but but, but one day I feel like I will get when I'm the, there. When I'm there, when I'm there, look, when I'm there, never come to this side and not tell me. I would be so angry. No, so, you are getting me my performance that side, you will get it for me. And make and sure Gandhi, Gandhi, it's, it's possible, like, trust me, we're gonna talk after this. So, yeah, uh, as one last thing, where can the people find you? Where can the people find your work? I know that we skipped the part about the book, but we'll link it up on the when we uh, yes. release the episode. Um, so number one, my book is coming out soon. Busy uh, talking to the printer, it's called One Year Stand Moments and Memories. Uh, the title of a poem, One Year Stand. Uh, decided obviously, I decided to name it that because how it was my favorite poem, guys. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was my favorite poem. And also, it was the first time where I fell in love with my wordplay, um, where I understood myself as, as a person who's attracted to uh, mixing things. Yeah, I became the, 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 the mixologist of, 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 of words mm-hmm. in it. Um, I'm on Instagram as Kush Mashega. I have a Facebook page, Kush Mashega as well. On Twitter, it's Mashega Kush, Mashega underscore Kush. Um, Facebook, Kush Mashega. Uh, if you want to inbox me. Uh, well, yeah, but I'm around. Find my videos on YouTube. Um, sorting out uh, recording for, for, for people to find me on Spotify uh, by next month. By the end of next month, it's going to be out. I am performing in Cape Town for the first time. I've never been to Cape Town. I'm excited as hell. I've never been to Cape Town. <laughs> I know we were, we were closer. We were yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm performing in Cape Town on the 27th of November. Um, everyone should definitely pull up. I'm in Joburg, so if anyone wants to call me, I'm available. I can take flights and flights. I pass and get for better. But yeah, this is me. Alright, thank you very much, thank Kush. Thank you for tuning in, and as usual, please follow and subscribe to the podcast on the platform you're streaming it on. Your reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts help stretch the reach of the show, so I'd appreciate it if you help us grow. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or family and to keep up to date with what's coming next, follow us on Instagram at WeMoveXP or use the hashtag WeMoveXP. Till next time.